This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because those have plenty. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into the prime to be the role models, dreams, and voices. About to show these boys how we do it. Higher, further, faster, baby. It's not about deserve. I'm not an owl! A girl has no name. There is something supernatural at work here. It's about what you believe. Did I stop on your mom? The Guardian Leviosa. From now on, you do as I do. May the odds be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Herring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, I'm Amanda, and with me today is my awesome, hilarious, wonderful, and frazzled and happy Monica co-host who's stressed already, and it's like the fifth of the month. A Monica co-host who is stressed and I'm frazzled. I'm so confused. What are you talking about? But hi. How's it going? How are you doing? I'm doing great. I've got new year energy. I am hyper excited, happy, and I'm just here to share joy and love and laughter. Perfect. I'm here. And sometimes that's enough. That is enough. (laughs) I totally agree with you. I'm glad you're here. And I'm glad everyone in chat is here today. And I'm glad that you listening at home to this podcast. I'm glad you're here listening with us too. Yes. I mean, I'm glad as well. I just might not have as much power behind my words right now. But doesn't matter because we are back. Happy New Year. Happy 2021. We survived fucking 2020. (laughs) Fuck yeah. That was the we survived horn. So yeah, we survived. 20 fucking 20. And now we're here to make I the think that's the big Yes. It's going to be better. It has to be better and it will be better. Hmm. It's probably not going to be great for a bit still, but it's going to be better. Exactly. Yay. Exactly. I had a break over Christmas and like that gap between Christmas and New Year's and I'm feeling, obviously, feeling a lot better for it. Um. <laughs> totally not noticeable. <laughs> So, so that's that, you know? Amazing. Mm-hmm. I had a break too. It was great until it lasted and then yesterday came and then that was different. But yeah, I get it. My word, not my word, my intention for this year is to be more gentle with myself. So I'm going to do that. Yeah, and well. I will find some time to, to, well, find some time to look after myself in all the madness and craziness that is good craziness that is going on yeah preach love 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 that so good i really think that's wonderful with you monica did she even for the people on the podcast um who didn't see it she just made an entire uh, i don't know i don't know just posture i don't even know what that was it was a production She, she clapped and it was a move and choreography and everything so sad that you missed that it was interesting (laughs) um i have three words for 2021 um create embodiment and flow um i always i like to do three words because i think it kind of covers a lot of different aspects even though this year they're all kind of the same but they're different elements so we kind of broke out of our um our normal routine of releasing our podcasts because normally on the first friday of the month you get a geek girl in the news but this year, 2021, you're getting a Geek Girl in the News on the second Friday of the month because we took last week off podcasting and it was wonderful. You got a pre-recorded episode and now you're getting Geek Girl in the News as the second episode of the month. But that's what this is. It's Geek Girl in the News. 
Yes, Geek Girl in the News for December. And we kind of try and, um, well, we don't try, we'll tell you what has happened in this last month of the year of freaking doom. And I have to say, like, when I was looking for these stories, it was so weird going back, like, in the month because I felt like Christmas and holiday stuff took up so much space. And I was like, but I don't want to talk about any of this because I just want the news. Like, I don't want to be like, ooh, our holiday roundup. And I was like, I don't want to talk about this shit. So it was it was interesting trying to, like, go back and actually find the news that happened, um, not the anything else. There's still nice, nice news out there, um, even though the world probably always stands a bit still between after Christmas and New Year's and stuff. But we still have things to talk about with you, and we're going to do that. Yes. And did you watch the season of Mandalorian? Oh, my goodness. Yes. My heart. (sighs) Love. I know. We won't say anything more to that because amazing. Um, I personally was a tiny bit confused whether or not there will be a new season or not because of what happened in the after show. Mm -hmm. But based on that, we also kind of had to say goodbye to um, one of the people related to that well that sounded super weird that's um what i was trying to say i know i tried to say it i tried to make a proper segue into the thing but it didn't didn't work very well it was an effort i know (laughs) i tried i i I need to flex the muscle again it's not like after two weeks for trying um but yeah, Jeremy Bullock, um, who was the actor of Boba Fett in the Star Wars, in the initial Star Wars movies, so in episode four, five, and six, I suppose, so the very old ones, um, died at the age of seventy-five in the hospital. Obviously, yeah, he passed away from complications with Parkinson's disease, which he had for many years. Um, but he. He had a very long and happy career that went for more than 45 years, which is really impressive. Um, Long time to be in film and television. As the UK Brits will probably be quite excited about, he also had a part in uh, in 1973 in Doctor Who. That's true. Yeah, Jeremy Bullock, he was just like, you know, that quintessential English gentleman who was a fine actor, delightful company, and so kind to everyone lucky enough to meet or work with him. Quoted from Mark Hamill. Aww. Yeah, we appreciate everything that Jeremy Bullock brought to us, um, brought to the big screen and small screen. And in December, we lost a, a legend. <sighs> but yeah, I think somebody who can still look back on where you can still look back on what they achieved in life and probably attested it probably was a good one. So that's more than a lot of other people can probably say. So um, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Mr. Bullock. So moving on from our sad news of December to our what the fuck news. Um, aliens. Aliens. I mean, we already had the issue with the monoliths, who, which, by the way, turned out to be some artsy kind of situation where some art group said that they put them up and took them down. So that wasn't spoiler alert for aliens. But apparently there's other spoiler alert for aliens. Yeah. So early in December... Um, and is a uh, former, a retired Israeli security chief says that um, aliens exist and they are in contact with Israel and the United States. And they're called the Galactic Federation. And um, humanity, humans 
people of the earth are not quite ready to interact with the galactic federation. Sounds very sci-fi. It's super sci-fi, but I'm kind of like, I, I wait, I think I believe this, but also like, do I believe this? But I have to tell you there's like, okay, so sorry. Whew. Okay. We're sitting at dinner with mom and dad and we were watching the news because dad is obsessed with the news. And we watch it like 20 times a day. And I was like, have they talked about the aliens yet? And they were like, what? I was like, the aliens, um, apparently an Israeli, uh, a former is- Israeli security officer says, has like spilled the beans that aliens exist. And um, it's like, it's on the news. Like, it's a big deal. And mom and dad were like, no, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what, this hasn't been on the news at all. And then, okay, so there's two casters on the news. And the 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 male caster, the guy was like, just maybe five minutes after I brought this up, if that, he starts saying, so what about the aliens? Like, have you heard about this galactic federation in Israel? <laughs> wow. And um, the, the other caster's woman was like, um, oh yeah, ha ha ha. Apparently that's a thing. Let's go to break. And she just like cut him down, cut him off, shut him down and was like, nope. <laughs> and I was like, cover up. It's a fucking conspiracy. They're covering this up. Because, you know, <laughs> you said that I said that I was like, oh, did you see that? That was totally a cover up. That was 100 percent a cover up. Mom and dad were like, actually, that was really weird. The way that she was just like shutting that shit down. <laughs> nope. I mean, let's be fucking honest here. You know, uh, how narrow minded must someone be to think that in a universe that's as big as ours, where we haven't seen like <laughs> I don't know, even 3% of it or whatever. How can people assume that we are the only species in this shithole that is space that is able to live and survive on a fucking planet? Mm -hmm. So I am convinced that there are probably enough other planets out there where people or whatever species made it able to live. Um, and are probably way smarter than us and all that. So, yes, exactly. Aliens don't want to know we exist. Um, and, yeah. No, they want us. I wouldn't visit us either. Us to know that they exist. Well, that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am pretty sure also that there are enough governmental, in, there's enough governmental news out there or institutions that try to cover all the shit up so that everybody doesn't know about this. And... I don't think a lot of all these UFO UFO sightings or whatever, but I do think that there is probably that that there have been enough issues in the last whatever, whatever many years um, where governments try to cover up shit that happened so that we don't find out either. Hmm. I did see a video um, either a couple days before this happened or a couple days after um, of some aliens coming down over the pyramids. And there was like videos all over the internet, like from different angles of like these UFOs coming down uh, over the pyramids in Egypt and splitting off. Um, and I was like kind of fascinated. Uh, one of my clients actually shared it. And I was like, I must have been before this news actually, because I was like, what the fuck? And like, I kind of went down a wormhole as I do. And yeah, that <laughs> um, and then just yesterday, or was it this morning? I don't know. Days are still blurring into one, but at least like I kind of have a little bit of a sense of time. But there was another story about a UFO that crashed into the Pacific Ocean just uh, off Hawaii, um, and that they're going to be like deploying submarines to look for this like crashed 
spacecraft. Um, so I don't know, like. I mean, if I were an alien, I would also fall down on Hawaii. Yeah. Did you have aliens on your 2020 bingo card? Because I did. Let's be honest. There's fucking everything on every everyone's fucking bingo card. And in fucking 2020, aliens wouldn't be the, the weirdest shit that we've encountered. So, yes, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And again, if I were an alien, I would land like near Hawaii or whatever. So, ugh. Yeah. But no, yeah, we also Galactic Federation. Why not, right? Why not? I mean, like, why the hell not? Makes sense to me. Why the hell not? Let's see what 2021 brings. With there our- are so many jobs that we don't even know that exist. Why the fuck should there not be an intergalactical space force? I mean, even Trump wanted a space force. Well, exactly. Uh, I'm like, did, did Trump make this space force because he supposedly already knows about the Galactic Federation, right? So is that the reason? He will. We will probably find out what secrets he had to hold as soon as he's not in office. As soon as he's not in office anymore, because oh. I don't think that he's actually going to shut up about anything. So that's the wrong person to trust with um, uh, very special anything. secrets. Let's say trust anything, <laughs> anything. Yes, and that too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of like haha excited um, to see what comes up you know um space force guardians of the galaxy you know apparently like i don't know you know is the space force gonna become the guardians of the galaxy that would be so cool honestly also i don't give a flying fuck about aliens like i have no legit fear of aliens not because i don't think they don't exist but because i was like humans in itself are already terrifying enough right like why number one why should everybody who comes down on us come down on us because they want something evil and number two we're evil on our own already we should fear our fucking selves most of the time so aliens are not my biggest problem in the world so it's not what what bends and breaks a society we bend and break the society our fucking selves so whatever aliens come at me if you want to i'm fine with you i do with you when it happens (laughs) no i it's so true like i'm not afraid of aliens because humans are fucking scary enough yeah Mm-hmm. And I mean, they might look weird and it might be a bit slimy or whatever. I don't really give a shit about that. But man, that's not my biggest fear in the world. If I have, if I start to be terrified of potential things that might be happening that I haven't seen yet, then Jesus. Yeah. <sighs> have you looked around once? But yeah, I am full on and totally down for Guardians of the Galaxy, if that's what the Galactic Federation should be called in the future. Or, well, there's lots of rumors going around that the Space Force is going to eventually evolve into the Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, we'll because see. it's in America and the Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe is also in America. Exactly. That will make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So uh, we do have some Guardians of the Galaxy news as well, which is what I like. Yes. It's the kind of news that I like to share. Um, it is now hashtag canon that Peter Quill... Star-Lord himself is confirmed canon bisexual, and we are here for it. Oh my god, we are so here for it. Number one, because just, when was it, like, was it November or kind of shortly, like, around a similar time, just a bit before this news came out, actually, we had all this Chris... 
Pratt is the worst Chris of all times, as if there was any news that he was like super religious and and highly like standing up for a church that is super homophobic and everything like that. Like I was like, this is so much old fucking news, but we kind of because it was 2020 when we're in a shit dump as well already, so we're kind of like picking other things to pick on uh, again. So I feel like so many people didn't actually know what like that he is actually the worst Chris. Like and all of a sudden it was just this information of why he is the worst. And I'm like, this isn't news. This is like this is old news. We knew it already. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about this like last year or something where you're like, yeah, Chris Pratt is actually not that cool. And I was like, oh no, I really liked him. And then I read up on him and he was like, yeah, he's a twat. Yeah, I remember like I broke your heart when I told you about this. You were like, no. What? I know. Well almost <laughs> That's exactly how I reacted. And that's what's the most, the best thing about this is now, after all this drama about Chris Pratt being all homophobic and he's like, no, he's not homophobic. And then people still still like, oh my God, but he's still in the church and he's defending the church. And I'm like, yeah, well, but that's what churches do and whatever, blah, blah, blah. And now it turns out that actually the character he's been playing in like how many movies now? At least two Guardians of the Galaxy movies and two Avenger movies. Yeah, I think so. And Game and Infinity War, I think, was involved. And he's bisexual in the original official canon storyline. And I'm loving it. Yeah, so much. Trust us. Um, So the revelation came in Guardians of the Galaxy number nine, I Shall Make You a Star-Lord, the comic by Al Ewing. (laughs) I love how that also sounds like a boy. I know. Um, not only is Star-Lord bisexual, he's also shown in this in a polyamorous relationship with a man and woman. And um, yes, so the scene itself is him in a hot tub with the man and woman that he's in a relationship with. And it's painted, you know, very bi pride colors, like pinks and blues and whites and like very, very nice. And uh, it's like, pretty intimate looks like you know not wearing any clothes in this hot tub and he tells them you're my home um, as the three of them embrace and the relationship is reported to last for more than 100 years so this is adorable yeah i'm always getting wet eyes here now (laughs) (laughs) who is cutting onions what the fuck yeah oh this is so cute Oh, I love that. That is this my home. That's just, this was so adorable. Never mind. Oh, but yes, we love it. Definitely, definitely a fan. Um, projections, is this going to be canon in Marvel movies, in Marvel film? Is Chris Pratt going to walk because of quote unquote creative differences? Um, is he going to, you know, own up and play that bisexual character? What do we think is going to happen? I don't know. I don't know how well they're going to... Based on the on the recent Marvel movies that we've seen, and I've watched Endgame the other day, and I'm like, they are not very super open about um, Pride. I mean, they they kind of okay. Val- Valkyrie is confirmed by so, but that never is something that you actually see in the movies or that is ever portrayed in a 
in a way, or it's never made a topic, which is great in itself, you know. Um, but that it's not always like you. I'm waving the 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 pride flag because we need some gay content in our films. That's not what they did with Valkyrie, so that's fine. Um, but they are very careful with how how they add in anything um, pride related. So I don't know how well they are going to implement that in the movies going forward. Mm-hmm. Because there has yet to be one, at least not as well, like from the off the top of my head, um, where you know that they are gay at all. To be fair, like in the Marvel films, like there's not really romantic relationships. Period. Like, well, there, there's like no, some, but I mean, really, on the whole, there's like romance and relationships is not. Super. There is Hulk and there is Scarlet Witch, then there is there is um Wanda, Wanda and Vision, then there is Thor and Mighty Thor, Jane, lost forgot her name. Um True. then you have I had someone else too, but I forgot lost them right now. Star Lord and Gomorrah. There are a lot of them actually. Okay, yeah, no, never mind. Take it back. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. And Iron Man and his and Pepper Potts. I take it back. Um, <laughs> also spider-man and and what's her face Santana. Oh, okay. Zendaya. <laughs> sorry it just, it just come to my head now one after the other after the other can i prove amanda incorrect let us count <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just i'm just because my brain started to work and that's why huffle was asking in chat if we know the who the two characters in the relationship with star star lord are uh, the two companions are Aradia and Moors, a blue-skinned humanoid pair that Quill embarks on a polyamorous relationship with. There you go. Nice. So if you read the comics, maybe you know. Um, also, we might have spoiled it for you just now, but sorry. <laughs> sorry. Anyways, here for it. Hope that we do see this in film as well as comic. And um, yeah, just kind of watch this space, yes. I guess. Though I feel... Like, if we do get to see a bisexual, polyamorous Star-Lord, it's maybe not going to be played by Chris, the worst Chris Pratt. I can't imagine that either. But I would like to see how he would deal with it if he still played it. Mm-hmm. Like, because I also can't imagine that they're going to recast Chris Pratt as the Star-Lord. That's my general assumption because he's doing a good job and people love him as the Star Lord. And he already put his, like his stamp on the role in itself and he's been in a lot of movies. So recasting him after so much time depends a bit on, I guess, how far they're going to go with that movie and if he's ever going to come up in any other Marvel face that's happening in the future. So we will see. We will see. Maybe they make a series of that and then recast it because that's something I would see. That would be on brand for Marvel as well because, like, they very much are loving their series right now. Like, isn't there something like 10 Marvel shows coming to Disney Plus soon? So I know. You never know. But mostly with the actors that they've already had. Like, it's not really very often that they switch them because Loki is playing Loki and Vanda and Vision are playing themselves and... But with what Disney Disney Plus is running right now, um, could be possible for sure. And and okay. even if they just like blame it on the multiverse and they look different or something. Mm-hmm. And like you know, like sexuality aside, I would be here for a Guardians of the Galaxy TV show. That'd be amazing. <laughs> just put, 
Yes. Putting that to the universe. After the Thor Ragnarok movies to start, um, the Guardians movies are my favorite because mm-hmm. they're so hilarious. Yeah, they're great. I am a sucker for humor. <laughs> so I'm here for them. Yeah. Obviously, Captain Marvel is somewhere high up in the ranks there as well. But yeah. Notch. Cool. Notch. Let's move over to the next. Well, something that hasn't been seen before. And I guess a lot of people already know, but also don't know at the same time. Which is the issues about cyberpunk. Because there's a lot of issues with cyberpunk. (laughs) Oh my god, there are so many issues. We've talked about cyberpunk before because we're like, they have such great, apparently... um, they were set to have amazing um, options to character to set up your own character. They wouldn't have been bound by gender uh, very much, and you could like be absolutely everything you wanted to be. That's what was teased to us, basically. Yeah, and I then like when this was first announced, I was super here. I was like, "This sounds amazing. This game sounds great. Love everything that I'm hearing about this." And then the rest of the reports came out, and I was like, "Oh." So not only like in the in the months leading to the release of the game, um, you could see like various different things happening. Like number one, CD Projekt Red turned out to be like well, the social media manager of CD Projekt Red was not very smart cookie and seemed to have like super um, transphobic and and racist um, comments that he threw out there into the ether or that they threw out there into the ether and. Therefore, also the company didn't look very well, especially from that point of view. And then they released a game. A game that had a lot of problems. (laughs) Oh, God, so many problems. So many problems. Um, To the point that um, people were requesting refunds on the game in, like, droves as never seen before. And the multiple game uh, platforms, like, the PlayStation Network and Microsoft um, actually pulled the game from their store. The issue was not only that the game wasn't running, like even sometimes on things, it it wasn't running properly. They had loads of bugs. So, and it's to the point that it was literally unplayable for people. Um, and that from a, like, isn't CD Projekt Red AAA? Um, mm-hmm. uh, from a big studio uh, and a highly highly appraised and acclaimed game that people just wanted to have and they have been putting it back and they have delayed it for for uh, for a few months even though the initial release it wasn't like around november or something Mm -hmm. and in the end they released it at the middle of december or so and they wanted to start at the beginning of of november so they pushed it back they pushed it back and even though they pushed it back it wasn't something that could be kept on the major platforms like the playstation store and the um, Xbox store or Microsoft store. So they actually, PlayStation pulled it out of the store, not even because CD Projekt Red asked them to do so, but because there was too many refunds. And they then also refunded everybody who wanted to actually get the refund. And that is something that has been never seen before. Yeah, it was definitely a first. Um, and I think like it does set a very interesting precedent for games going forward um, and like responsibilities with game companies and platforms and developers and then expectations of like the user and the player as well. Um, 
I don't know. I think that this is going to cause a good ripple effect. Um, I hope it's going to cause a good ripple effect anyways to make sure that this shit is ironed out before release. <laughs> I mean, it definitely must have some major ripple effect because 8 million people have pre-ordered the, the game. You have to imagine how much money that is. When 8 million people already pre-ordered the game, that's not something a lot of games can even can even talk about when it comes to to releasing a game I, I i suppose so they would have had the money and they still failed so catastrophically like they just they just face planted like there is no tomorrow and and that just me- means that even with a lot of money not everything you can't buy the players positive reactions to the game you can't and there was like this huge fight about there were these evangelists going around of of defending cyberpunk to the very fucking core um tweeting and like calling everyone assholes because because how dare you how dare you actually criticize that thing and there was a really cool article that Gemma posted in the discord that i've read which was like people invested months and years ago into a game and had their hopes up and that's why they had to defend their own actions and that's why they basically then punched down to everyone who dared to criticize this holy holy thing that is this new game that they're going to put out and so they can't nobody can risk that anymore like you can't buy the audience just by like and not bring out a game that is that is good that gives a good experience Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure there will be changes in the industry to that point that people won't won't risk that anymore because of what happened to cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. And apparently lawyers in Warsaw are actually, or lawyers and investors, I should say, are contemplating a class action lawsuit against CD Projekt Red um, as a potential criminal misrepresentation in order to receive financial benefits. So I mean, like, this is a big fucking deal. And definitely is going to be setting precedent for the future of game development, especially at AAA companies. Hopefully in chat says that they feel like this is a message for other game companies. If you announce a game that takes seven years to make, make sure you actually perfect the game before you bring it out. I mean, yes, I don't, I don't even think the odd, like the people wouldn't have, would have tolerated some degree of bugs because that's what everybody does. Like everybody, people pay a lot of money for the PlayStation 5. She the, the PlayStation comes with loads of bucks still, but people still are willing to a certain degree to accept that this is a first version console. This is blah blah blah. So 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 next generation and it's the first version, so it's always tricky and people have a certain limit of what they will accept. But CD Project Red just like so gloriously over delivered on eros eras um which is why there is a limit to everyone's tolerance and you need to be aware of that just because you created the fan base that is huge doesn't mean that they will stick to you to the very end if you fuck them over and i mean this is all like not including all of the issues that came about with the trans representation in the game and like other accessibility yes. um, and like disabled and abled requirements and everything. Um, you know, there, there is a lot of, a lot more problems with the game than just this. Um, and what we're going to do instead of like, we could have an entire 12 episodes about all the problems with CD project red, I think, but we're going to drop a thread that our friend Ben, um, biggest Venice uh, gathered about 
all of these issues. We're going to put that in the show notes. Um, so please read that and like understand all of the issues that's been going on with this game because we don't have the time on Google News to dive into this <laughs> as much as we might want to. And it's more than just uh, delivering a shit game. It has a lot of social implications as well, and which is why it's too much for Geek Girl in the News, but very important to read for everyone who is interested, obviously. And speaking of transgender representation, but also people, um, one of the Hearthstone grandmasters, Bloody Face, has come out as transgender um, in a really personal and lovely uh, note talking about how um, she now goes by Luna using she, her pronouns and what it was like growing up um, for her feeling like she didn't belong in the male body that she was growing up in. Um, it's very long, um, but it, I, I read the whole thing. I uh, I read the Twit Longer in full today and I definitely had a little tear because it is so so beautiful and so heartbreaking and it's just, just really amazing um, now that Luna finally feels like she can express herself um, fully as herself um, and is now, you know, competing in Hearthstone as like the first transgender person competing in Hearthstone. Like that's, you know, that it was a big deal when we had women competing in Hearthstone and now we've got a, a transgender yeah. woman competing in Hearthstone. And it's just really wonderful to, to see more and more people, um, you know, coming out and being proud of who they are. Um, because yeah. it, I mean, it's wonderful and it's inspiring. And it's been like, what was also really amazing is um, that like Blizzard is just, has started calling Luna she, her, like using the right names, the right pronouns. And it was just like a really smooth transition. Um, of course, we're, we're casters might have, might make mistakes with pronouns because we all do and change is hard for people. Um, but it's the, like, it, it's nice to see that everything is, is going really well for Luna. Um, and it's just, there's been so much support for her as well. Just great. And that dinner scene where we already, when we talked about, um, Patra and VK Lion, who already had it hard as girls. So um, for a trans woman to come out and uh, and keep doing what she's already been doing, basically, um, just in her own true self now, um, it's just amazing and, and great for people to see and to experience as well. And I mean, haters are always around, but as long as she has the support from Blizzard and from everybody around her, I think... Mm -hmm. It's going to be great. I agree. I just will read one part of the twit longer um, because I really love what she says. Um, so she came out right before the world championship of Hearthstone, um, which is part of the reason why Luna wanted to come out when she did. And she says, I want to compete as 100% myself, which will make me feel much more invested. Part of me also thinks it would be inspiring to be Hearthstone's first transgender world champion. Also, as a side note to casters reading this, I understand that using my correct pronouns might be difficult on such short notice, so try not to stress too much. If you use the wrong pronouns, I won't crucify you, but I do appreciate any efforts to gender me correctly. To help, I plan on wearing a mask to cover my facial hair, as well as some light makeup. Aw, that's nice. Fantastic news, Luna. Um, we support you, we love you, and we also hope that you'll be the first transgender world champion in Hearthstone. Do we know when this is happening? Oh, this was back in December, so it's probably already happened. Um, or the, the World where, Championships where she... did happen, I should say. Um, but 
I mean, she did win the All-Star Invitational, which is amazing. That was on December 27th. So there's always Hearthstone tournaments. So we're going to get, you know, transgender champion with Luna because she's unstoppable. Yay. Maybe she didn't win the world championship, but she won. She won our hearts. <laughs> she did. And she's probably going to win other. Definitely. I always laughed actually um, at Luna's username because it's bloody face. And I've always been like, that's disgusting. Like why? And I know it's a, a, a reference to American horror story, but every time I see like bloody face come up, I'm like, why bloody face? It's so gross. Like, ew. <laughs> I do agree it is a bit gross. It's so gross. <laughs> and I've always thought that yeah. like anytime like we're watching Hearthstone or Tom's got Hearthstone on, I'm like, ew, bloody face. They're, they're such a good player, but ew, the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could have picked a different one, but then again, whatever too. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would laugh about a fart face, for example. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Our last story here is actually from January. It's from like two days ago because um, it's already January, but it's super relevant. Um, <laughs> super relevant because this month at Geek Herring, if you haven't heard, you haven't seen our tweets or our Instagrams or you're not in our Discord, which I mean, come and hang out in all those places. But this is the month of radical self-love. And that's not just for women. That's not just for People in our community, that is not just for geek girls. It is for everyone. It is the month of radical self-love. To love yourself as you are. Exactly. And But people don't always like it when people, when other people love themselves as they are. And apparently nowadays also when you're fit. <laughs> not only when you're fat, because that's that's like already something that we culturally embraced um, that Fat is something very, very problematic, which it is not. But now we also shame people who worked really hard to get fit for a movie and then decided to stay fit. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like Kumail Nanjiani, who is playing in Eternals. Yeah. So back in 2009, um, I think it was, uh, Kumail went through that like Marvel superhero workout program to get like nine or 19, 19. Yeah. 2019. You said nine. I was like, whatever. That's it's so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. 2019 Kumail went through the Marvel superhero training program, um, worked out really, really hard and went from being a, of average build to being fucking buff as anything. And he acknowledges uh, acknowledged at the time when he unveiled his physique that it took him like a year with the best trainers and nutritionists paid for by Marvel. He acknowledges that he would not have made this transition without everything that Marvel paid and like the program that they put him on because it was really hard work to get him from just being an average, very good looking man to being buff as buck. And now after a year in quarantine, People are like, he's still buff. He's still fit. And people are now like, oh, why is he still fit? <laughs> How dare he not get quarantined fat like everyone else? Maybe because Marvel also still fucking pays every single thing he's doing. Also, the movie is not even out yet. Maybe there's a second movie going on. That's kind of the same bullshit when people started to... People don't fucking know anything. 
but then they have an opinion about everything and i don't even want to hold my like put myself out of all of that situation because i obviously also constantly comment on other people's physiques even though i know it's bullshit but it's also people don't know what's going on behind closed doors with everyone chat with Bozeman. people are complaining about how skinny he got and in the end he got he, he he was sick and had cancer and that's why he was so skinny now he's like he's like fit and he's staying fit maybe he just likes to be fucking fit who the fuck should care about that <sighs> exactly and plus like he spent so long transforming his body like if i spent that long transforming my body hell yeah i would want to keep it up in whatever way that i can and like and if I was famous and I had money, like, to spend on, like, home gym equipment or something to keep that physique, you absolutely I would keep that up. Like, that kind of tra transformation is, it, it's it's no joke. Like, that's big. He acknowledged it took a long time and a lot of money and effort for him to get that way. Like, it's not something you're just going to be like, Meh. I mean. And even if he did. It's not even. cares? Exactly. Also, and it's not even only about having a gym or not they have personal assistants they have cooks they have everything they put your food in front of you and you just eat the fucking shit i would have no issues with that if somebody would just make me food every day <laughs> you know what i mean like they, they have cooks that can do the absolute best fucking stuff on the planet and that doesn't mean that it's not hard of course it's fucking hard look at it look at him look at what Brie Larson did. Look at what Chris Hemsworth does. Look at Chris Hemsworth all the time because Jesus fucking Christ, Chris Hemsworth. But then they all put fucking work into it all the time. Mm -hmm. Let them let them look the way they want to look. Yes, uh, in normal times they have all these things, but um, you know, Kumail's been really open about the fact that he has been isolating with his wife because she is high risk. So there's a very good chance that they've yeah. like, he's been keeping this up himself without the assistance of like the personal chef and the personal trainer um, because mm -hmm. like of the, of the risk that they would pose to his wife. But like people are telling him or attacking him, like saying that he's using steroids and he's got plastic surgery and like all this shit. And it's like, okay, you know, just this body shaming just needs to stop. <laughs> Like I'm, I no yeah. done. It's the same thing with the meme, and I read that article from our friend Mel the other day um, about that meme with the fat woman on the tiny chair and the dog underneath it. Um, and I saw it too, and I didn't even think about it much. And that's one big more proof how how little how how little sometimes aware of the fat phobic shit you are in your life. Where the meme says. For 2021, I wish you the strength of that chair and the bravery of this dog. Because, and I'm like, yeah, I saw that and I did, like, I, I scrolled over it. But all it tells you that fat people are generally just a problem. And now skinny people are also problem people who worked out a lot. So, mm -hmm. And I just want to read what, what Robbie said in chat that, um, you know, even if Kamal did have plastic surgery, why does it matter? It's his body. He can do whatever he wants. Um, and yeah, I totally agree, Robbie, that I wish we could end the stigma over plastic surgery because it's just another choice that people make with their bodies. I do have a bit of a, while I agree with what you say in general, I do have an additional, uh, I do have uh, another opinion about plastic surgeries too, because 
often plastic surgeries are used to cover up something else that is wrong with you. Um, that it has nothing to do with, I just want to look like that, but that is something entirely different. Um, and I think it needs to be not something where you can walk in and walk out like a McDonald's drive-in, um, that people can just go in and do shit like that. Like if you, if the, if that's your choice and you want to do it just because then do it. But I have per, from personal experience, I know, if somebody who has an eating disorder and goes into a plastic to a plastic surgeon and gets a plastic surgery to get your stomach flattened and you are on antidepressants and all shit like that and you still have no issue going to a doctor and get a plastic surgery that is something where i have issues with because there is something else the problem and that that plastic surgery will only cost you money and it will not mean that your problems are solved after that and if you use plastic surgery as something to solve your issues then i do have a problem with plastic surgery if you just want to i don't know think that you're prettier like that and you like yourself more like that and you want to have bigger or smaller boobs go for it but i think it's sometimes very borderline when it comes to why why people do plastic surgery and i do not always think that in the end there is a lot of money down the drain you don't feel better afterwards and it's just important to not be able to go in and just pay a lot of money and walk out and, and, and have shit done to you, even though you're not in the position to, to actually do that. That's generally why I think, and it's a, and it's a medical, like you just don't go in and take, take your kidneys out and leave again. Like there is, there are, there are protocols, but apparently with, with plastic surgery, there doesn't seem to be any protocols and i do think there needs to be something in place to make sure that people are not just trying to solve something that's not the actual issue with something else i agree and i also agree with what <laughs> Presley's saying in chat um when she says that like there's plastic surgery feminizing and masculizing surgery for trans people um in order to help them mm. Like to to affirm their gender. Yeah, of course. I mean, um, you know, like it, it's with everything. You know, there's there's good sides and bad sides of everything. Um, and I think like intent For and sure. like your your mental and your physical health as well need to come into play. Like it can't just be a oh, mm -hmm. drive through your nose job. Insert plastic yeah. surgery. <laughs> and I do think with plastic surgery surgery because it's not something that uh, not often something that falls into the regular health insurance situation and it's something that you most of the time have to pay yourself unless it's medically related like because you have such backache because your boobs are so big for example or because you're trans and you want to uh, want to transition more and and have it be more you then every then it's a private business and then people also treat it as business and that is a thing that is something i find really dangerous because in the end, it still has to do with your health. And it's more than just, I don't know, buying a new TV. But this isn't a show about plastic surgery. Again, apparently this is a conversation that we could, you know, have a whole episode on. Maybe we will. Um, yes. But yeah, just in conclusion, um, stop body shaming men too, please. Thanks. Yes. Or anyone. Or anyone. But yeah. So Radical Self-Love Month. Um, join us for book club. It's not too late to start reading um, The Body is Not an Apology with us. We, we're only on chapter one this week and we'll be talking on Thursday. 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 <laughs> um, book club uh, talking about the book and yeah, join us on Discord or in the book club uh, Facebook group uh, so that we can get all down with that radical self-love that we all love. 
to get radical about. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for being with us on this first episode of Geek Hearing of 2021. Rejuvenated to a point. To a point. Have a wonderful week and we will see you next week for another amazing episode of Geek Hearing. Bye. If you like this episode of Geek Hearing, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Hearing and over on geekhearing.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com. Thank <laughs> you.